Welcome to the RNR podcast. This is your host, Jess James. Join me as I highlight discussions and stories of the unafraid and unfiltered. Let's get rowdy. Hello, I'm recording from my towel from St. Petersburg, Florida, and you're probably wondering, what am I doing there? And you know, I'm asking myself the same thing, but big news, Military Family Program has its launch today, and I have the honor to be invited and be a part of some projects, so that's big. Um, It's taken me a minute from what like I think like two weeks ago from the last episode just so many things have evolved and changed and I have yet to break the news so uh, ladies and gentlemen I will be moving to the east coast this summer Um, I'm really excited for uh, lots of future projects and future collaborations but yes your girl is moving and saying bye to Colorado and, you know, saying hello to the new. I'm really excited for the next chapter. I think I really need this, um, I guess, transitioning from Colorado back to the East Coast. You know, I I moved with a relationship and, you know, at the start of my, like, undergraduate career, I guess. And, you know, so many things have unfolded. Um, you know, obviously that relationship didn't work out. But I found myself, I found my purpose, and I found my passion. Unfortunately, I also found more ugliness from the criminal justice sector. And I think it just showed me a really good example of what I don't want to be. And I'm very grateful for that. Uh, as, it, as difficult as it is to go through it and to witness it and sometimes um, even still be a victim... I don't like saying that word, but just like, long story short, I'm just, you know, like going against the grain and, you know, pushing upstream. So that can be very difficult and overwhelming, but, you know, I'm here to stay. You know, I want to be an old bitch one day and I got time. Some of these people are going to die soon. So I'm just ready for some change in the criminal justice sector and the legal sector. Um, um, but yeah, so lots of new things happening, lots of things that I can't discuss yet, unfortunately, but just stay tuned and you will see those projects and you will see those collaborations. Um, while I'm in Florida or St. Petersburg, let me know what I should be doing here. Uh, I'm definitely going to eat some fresh seafood, um, hang out with some friends here while they're in town and, um... I'm going to try to enjoy myself. You know, I've been really, really stressed out and, um, you know, going through a lot of changes and doing that really frustrating, very humbling uh, shadow work or, you know, just like working through all the difficulties and struggles and anxieties that I have, unveiling the parts of me that I don't like to look at or recall or reminisce. So... I didn't realize how much I have repressed. So it's been challenging doing that, but I'm just very grateful for my support system because I literally would not be here without them. So that being said, um, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM. I want to see like, who do you talk to when you're going through these difficult things that you don't even want to admit to yourself? 
Do you go to your therapist? Do you go to your mom? Do you go to your cat? Like, y'all, I have a service dog. I'm, I'm very certain that he's going to have to retire at 10 years because I have stressed him the heck out. <laughs> Poor sheep. But, um, it's such a liberating feeling to be in situations where I thought were so overwhelming or difficult or scary even. And now I'm over here just pushing through and bulldozing. I'm, you know, I'm making my voice heard. I'm being present. And that's the biggest thing because I'm usually like in my head. And, you know, I'm here to stay. So I'm, I'm making it damn clear that I'm here. Not mean. So anyways, I better cover up and get ready um, for the official launch of Military Family Program. And I'm just super excited to uh, share with y'all later after the event, um, you know, what we have in store. So I hope y'all miss me. I miss you guys. Um, I always appreciate the patience. And, you know, on the weeks that I don't want to cover anything personal, Definitely let me know what you want to pick my brain about. I'm super open to topics and um, as I'm expanding the podcast and the media business, I just want to branch out and just talk about everything else. Um, I know I mentioned that I have a lot of guests who are veterans or military and I've heard y'all and I'm trying to look for just some plain old Joes and Janes talking about spicy chicken sandwiches and, you know, whatever else, racism entitlement, ego, just taking a little sip of my Sprite. So yes. Also, if you're listening to any good podcasts, holler at your girl. Um, I've been branching out from my true crime documentary, uh, you know, genres. So I would love something new to hear. And please do not recommend the Joe Rogan experience. Like, I get it. But like, something else please okay y'all i can't wait to get sunburnt and do some work here so i'm checking out from st petersburg all right this podcast is brought to you by gatorade and adderall what's up it's your host jess kind of forgot i had a podcast (laughs) and kind of forgot that y'all like to listen to my personal shenanigans Sometimes I just forget that I exist. Yeah, um, it's March, so it's my birthday month. I'm having an existential crisis, like, on the daily. Um, But I am back home in Colorado and super happy to be letting y'all in on the loop. If you didn't get to make it to the military family program unveiling in Tampa, you missed out on some cool people, humidity, and um, sweating. Yeah. So, what's up? It's your girl. I'm going to catch you up, okay? And then we're going to talk personal stuff, okay? And then break for Gatorade. Mm, Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so the past two weeks, I spent one week in Atlanta just hanging out with my family. Um, I really need that because, you know, I had to, like, sit down and tell myself. I was like, all right, how much am I spending a month on my phone bill to ignore people? (laughs) So I was like, okay, I really need to like amp up my communication skills and keeping up with friends and family. So that personal, like physical visit is just wonderful because like I love hugs. I love seeing people. 
Um, and it just like gives like my attention fully to them. So, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been like working on my personal relationship with my family, my siblings, um, myself, and it has really paid off because just like my time spent with them is so cherished and appreciated. And also just, it, it goes a lot better. Like, I don't know, raise your hand if you're like living away from home and then you go visit and you're just like anticipating that family fight or like, you know, (laughs) that one moment that like breaks the glass and just like now that you can breathe. Um, but that didn't really happen. Um, like I said, just like improving my relationship and stuff like that with my family has been really, really, um, beneficial and positive to like my mental and emotional health. So basically just like hanging out at home, enjoying my mom's delicious cooked meals and playing with their cats and all that jazz and the chickens. Um, my brother has pet chickens, so always got to play with them. And then the following week I went down to Florida. I was really nervous. It was fun. It wasn't as crazy as the news was saying. I think that was mostly in Miami. My dad was like, you better not get into trouble. Be careful. You know, all that jazz. And I was just like, it's Florida. That means balls to the wall, post my bail. Just kidding, dad. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a nice little break and I love the beach. So, you know, I had to hit that up, but I mean, kicked ass, took names, networked, met some great people. And I'm just really excited to be a part of, um, that organization. So military family program, you're like military family program is just like a really cool nonprofit organization that is trying to expand. And I like kind of think of it as like an octopus. It's just like this big mama trying to put each tentacle in like a a different area. So if you have food insecurity, if you need help with your resume, if you're transitioning from the military to civilian sector, like they got you. So it's just like a all one-stop resource for military veterans, service members, um, the community to be involved in. So, you know, you don't even have to be a military or a veteran or a spouse to get involved. If you're interested in hiring military veterans and the like, if you want to do something about improving, you know, the patriots that have served for this country, or if you want to better understand that demographic for your own company, like check it out. So going to that was just high morale, high vibes, just super cool people in one area, just that have so much passion. So yeah, that was amazing. So, I mean, every time I go to a Burbiz event, it's just like I'm, you know, networking. I'm jotting down info for, you know, the audience, for the people that I know, future people that I might meet. Um, I just love that I get to use this experience. And, you know, if I meet someone in passing, like I can still like give them some sort of help. Like I just I like being helpful. Um, It's not always about being cute with a cute booty, you know. Like, I'll stop. Okay, so one of the first things of the military family program was, you know, first I said hi to everyone because some people get butthurt if I don't say hi. I'm like, dude, I'm just like a golden retriever at like a fucking like treat 
toy shop. I'm just like, oh my gosh, so many things. So um, said hi to everyone. And then I quickly went upstairs for the private fireside chat with Clint Romesha. I think I said that right. He is the uh, current Medal of Honor recipient. And um, he is a just knowledgeable, well-rounded, humble, and funny dude. And I think that's what made that fireside chat just so impressionable. And he's just, he is a great dude. So if you ever like get the chance to meet him and talk to him, like don't ever feel intimidated because he, he's just not like that. So Jack Mandeville started a really good interview and discussion with Clint. And basically we just got to, ride those deep waves of Clint's mind. He shared with us his experiences here stateside, um, his journey growing up, and also like his experiences overseas, his two deployments to Afghanistan, that one day that happened. And basically like all of the events that led up to him earning that Medal of Honor. I mean, he didn't know that at the time, but I think hearing his story as you know, a, a young, you know, junior enlisted or a young NCO, you're just like, wow, like I would be honored to go over there with you because like you've got your shit together, you've got your head on straight, and you care about what needs to be done instead of, I guess, politics. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. But anyways, Clint made, you know, some funny jokes, some really cool reflections, and um I think one of the best, I mean, I don't even want, I guess it's like I'm quoting him, but just his, him talking about physically wearing the Medal of Honor. Um, you know, he says that physically it's lightweight, but emotionally and mentally that burden is incredibly heavy. So each time that he shares, you know, his experiences, his thoughts and you know, just really personal things from that time um, to even the day that he was receiving the Medal of Honor. He says he gets to like uplift that burden and um, it just like really connects him with everyone else. And I mean, it just shows that he's human. Like he's just like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Just like I said, he's just a very humble dude. So how he put it was just really well said. So, um, him saying that sharing his story helps him and also helps the community is like absolutely on point. So I'm grateful to have met a really cool guy like that. So you should check him out. Uh, that's Clint Romisha, Medal of Honor recipient. He has a New York Times bestselling book out now. So if you didn't get to personally listen to the fireside chat, there is a video of that coming out, but also his book is called Red Platoon. I'm I'm about to go buy it because um, he really put into into that book everyone in, into consideration, those that were with him, those that didn't make it back, and also you know I really appreciate that he like reached out to the Gold Star families before he wanted to publish that. So I was just like, oh, man, so much respect for this dude. So check it out. I think one of the other things that I resonated with him was. He said that one of his high school teachers said that he wouldn't amount to anything. <clears throat> and dude, I feel that. So yeah, go support a fellow homie. And you know, that teacher's probably like sitting in their rocking chair like, oh, fuck. So that's always a good moment. 
Okay, and continuing on with the unveiling, um, another note that I wrote on my phone, I was actually at the event with a brand new phone, no phone case, so I didn't really take a lot of pictures. I tried to take some notes, but you know, I had literally just dropped my phone on the floor a week before and it shattered for the first time. So <sighs> butterfingers over here, like, like my hands shaking with like my cell phone, trying to take notes at the event. Like, <clears throat> okay. Um, so what I wrote next, um, was just like the main purpose and thing like bringing everyone together for the unveiling event was uh, the Hunter 7 Foundation and Pat's Purpose. Um, in the community right now, we're just seeing a lot of, you know, young people, young folks that served um, dying because of toxic exposure. And you know what? The VA, little bitch ass VA, um, doesn't even want to acknowledge it. It's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious right now? Okay, sure, Jan. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I really have a lot of respect for people that honor their friends that have passed, you know, like some folks that don't get it, I guess like my civilian friends are kind of like, Oh man, like, why are you like, I think one thing that veterans and the dead can both understand is just like, you don't like being forgotten about. So, um, people that, you know, honor the dead and honor those that have passed that literally gave their lives to this country, <clears throat> you know, put some respect on it. So, Hunter 7 and Pat's Purpose, both are just trying to highlight the toxic exposure, um, which that being said, you know, isn't just for deployments and um, uh, things like overseas. It's it's still happening and it's happening here in the States. So Camp Lejeune, if you're if you were in the Marine Corps, you you've been stationed at Camp Lejeune and you're a female Currently, right now, the VA and um, certain IRB studies are finding that women are having miscarriages from toxic exposure at Camp Lejeune. And if you were there at that time, um, it doesn't have to be like, oh, only at that time. If you're a female, you serve there and now you're having fertility and miscarriage issues um, like holy smokes. One and then two. um, we really need you. Please, if you're willing to share your story and you, like I said, were at Camp Lejeune, had a miscarriage and have had issues with your fertility, you know, please get in contact with me. I'll put you in touch with uh, a really cool female. She's trying to gather up all that information, but that just blew me away. Um, I had been hearing about that a little bit, but mostly we do hear and highlight the stories of toxic exposure from deployments and overseas. So that just took me by surprise. I was just like, oh shit. Like I, I know a couple girls that are women that went to Camp Lejeune. Um, I don't think they're struggling with this. You know, it is a very, um, personal thing to just like talk about and ask. So <laughs> granted, I can only do so much, but if you do know someone, just know that there are some research and studies being done about that. And I just, that was just one thing that blew me away while I was, um, you know, talking with folks. So, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about that. So, um, if you hear this episode, if you hear this and this resonates with you or someone that, you know, please DM me, um, if you're interested in sharing a very, um, personal and difficult 
hardship to go through, but we need those studies. We need those numbers in order to help other women. So if you're willing to share that, please let me know. Um, I guess like another thing that I wrote down, you know, I wrote down some random notes. The mission continues. So that kind of just highlights like, hey, yeah, you served or you did this, that, and the other, but what are you doing now? So the mission continues. is just like you using your energy, your passion, your time, you know, this doesn't have to be a full-time thing, but just every little bit counts. Um, you know, the Hunter 7 Foundation wouldn't be where it's at if it wasn't for all the likes, all the shares, the posts, and all of your donations. So I think that was a really important thing to, for me to write down because, like, I think that's kind of just how I'm feeling. It's like, okay, I served a couple years. Now what am I doing? What am I doing to improve things for those that are still serving, about to serve, and et cetera? I also think that's like a really, um, really good thing to hold on to, to kind of like keep yourself going. It's just like, it is important to be present, but also like, what are you doing to continue that, um, and keep that, what's that word? I guess keep, keep that thing in motion, you know? Um, and then the last note that I wrote about, um, the unveiling event before, like we did so many, um, we did a lot of cheers to the fallen. I wrote down the word tripolar and I guess it's important because, hmm, that can be, <clears throat> some of us have experienced, I mean, not just personally, but also just like through friends who are tripolar. Um, and I'm going to tell y'all what tripolar is. I think just generally like the more simple definition is just having a personality or mood that jumps to the extremes of joy, sadness, and extreme anger. Um, and you know, now that we're really keeping that discussion and conversation of mental health, um, you know, it's not just mental, it's, you know, personality and mood disorders that we're talking about, um, that really kind of makes sense to me in a way. Um, because sometimes friends or myself personally, like, you know, if you have depression, anxiety, um, PTSD and something else, it's just like the way that they all affect each other can be unique, but sometimes similar. Um, and that was just another thing that I think we as human beings and we myself personally speaking as a veteran and someone in that community is just, I need to be more compassionate. Um, and I think learning as well as unlearning, um, certain biases. So I think what I'm trying to say is that like sometimes veterans are like the most judgmental in a bad way kind of thing towards each other. And so this word tripolar really came along and just kind of struck me because um, I don't think of any of my friends or colleagues or acquaintances, I don't think of them any less because they suffer with, suffer or struggle with their PTSD. Um, and with that, some of them really struggle to control their anger. And I get that. Um, you know, like I personally do not like being angry because it is, it's like a whole body thing. Like it just consumes me and that rage. And so when you struggle with other things, it's even harder to 
uh, control that anger. So that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and I mean, other things from the unveiling was just, yeah, just being surrounded by really cool people that really care, um, and want to see some change in action and are, are out there doing it. So we had one, one moment of just, you know, thanking everyone who had come to the event as well as everyone who had done the work you know, behind the scenes, um, and honoring the fallen. That was pretty cool. There were some really cute dogs there. There was a a golden retriever and then a really cute little Malinois. Um, and yeah, um, towards the end of the night, it was just like more social and, um, you know, making plans, hitting up the after party, but yeah, those events are always great. It's always nice to just meet and greet and, you know, see and converse with the people that you've probably talked to on Instagram. You know what I mean? So if you have the chance to donate or if all you can do is, you know, share and like their posts, I strongly urge you to go check out Military Family Program on their website, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and continue to support this wonderful organization. Um, I can't really say what I'm doing yet, but um, now I can talk to you about personal stuff. I don't know why y'all care, but okay. Um, So yeah, that was just super cool. I had so much fun, and then I hit up the beach. So it's always a great time and always love seeing Scott and Dawn and, you know, Dan Sharp and like all the homies just, yeah, super cool. Um, and yeah, I guess next time I should just like have like a live. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So my personal stuff. Okay. Um, personal stuff. Yikes. Uh, you know, mm, I appreciate y'all. Um, currently still riding that high of just like, happy that I saw my family, um, happy that a lot of good changes are coming along. And, um, yeah, like I had a birthday and usually I have like an existential crisis throughout the whole month, give or take. Um, but hear me out. Um, this past year, like 2020 was supposed to be like my comeback year. Like, okay, my current ego is rolling its eyes at my previous ego. Um, You know, just coming back from, you know, (sighs) breaking up with friends, breaking up with a stupid guy's name, Kyle, just like, yeah, I just needed a comeback. I was like more so of like fixated on like the external. I'm like, oh, if I look happy, if I do all of these things, I will be happy. But it actually went more the opposite way. Um, I decided to like, yeah, go internal and just work on these personal things that I just didn't like about myself, that I was just really tired of instead of changing, I was choosing kind of thing. Um, and also I needed to acknowledge that maybe I was attracting certain people like narcissists in my life. And I needed to do that really hard, long look at myself and, you know, ask myself like, Jess, like what is going on? 
What are you doing wrong? What am I not doing? So, and that also like led me to want to go back to the PTSD clinic and work on other things. So just like mental, emotional, I needed to really work on myself. And so that being said, 2020 was, I mean, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know if it's like harder than my other years, other moments of, you know, doing that work. Um, unfortunately, I did not finish my sessions at the PTSD clinic. I technically got kicked out because, yeah, that shit's hard. I honestly think that sometimes it does help, but there were some things that were just like, it just initiated self-destruction and I was like I can't keep going to the PTSD clinic because like you just make me feel like shit and sometimes you do have to face those things and facing it might be enough as it is but among other things um I think everything happened and needed to happen for a reason and like I said if you're not changing you're choosing and so what I really needed to do was I needed to really learn those lessons I needed to sit down ask myself like how did we get to this how did I like self-sabotage myself like you know you can't just blame the other person as much as you want and as much as you can, you know, it takes two to tango though. So I was just looking at all of my own faults, what led me to get to certain events. And, you know, I was just very frustrated with myself. I was like, I can't keep living this way. Um, I can do better. I want to do better. And, um, I'm, I guess I'm grateful for that downtime that we all had. So, I wasn't just making TikToks. <laughs> I was really struggling mentally. Um, and getting on TikTok actually made me happy and just, you know, was a fun little break, uh, a fun little dance break too. So um, that being said, like reaching my birthday today, I feel like, like, damn, I've done, I've done the work. I needed that growth. I needed that pain to initiate good changes. And, um, I guess I like hate to say it, but I'm grateful for it all because it's made me into a, like a way better version of myself and making it to 27 years old. I mean, wow. I can't believe that either. So my friend Zach that I kind of mentioned uh, a good bit, he, um, took his life just a few weeks before his 27th birthday. So, it's crazy going from like 23, 24 and acknowledging that I was like mentally checked out and like not in my physical body for a couple years, which is crazy and like really sad. It kind of upsets me, but, um, <laughs> I made it to 27. I'm about to start crying. I made it to 27. And that's something that my friend Zach didn't do. But not only that, but I wanted to be the best version of myself at 27 or whatever age, you know, just hitting a birthday or a milestone and just being proud of myself instead of beating myself up for not doing enough. I've always felt that way. Even as a little girl, I'm just like, I think that's why little kids cry at their birthday parties. They're just like, I'm still getting used to this body. <laughs> Reincarnation sucks. You know, I'm like, who am I? Anyways, 
I'm not sure if that made any sense, but it just feels good to just hit that milestone and, and look back and just look at all of those really difficult years that tested you, that taught you. Um, and it feels really good. I'm really proud of myself that I did that really intense work. And yeah, I'm like kind of surprised, more surprised, just as surprised as everyone else. But for my own personal goal, I guess, I, I guess going through everything past year I was just like I just need to make it to 27 like, I gotta do this for myself I gotta do this for Zach and I'm doing it and I, I did it but I gotta keep going so yeah that's what I mean by existential crisis every time my birthday comes around it's not just like a hot girl summer as much as I wish it was it gets heavy and I like I mean I think we can all relate to this but like I think we're all our own worst critic um so I've really had to, um, I guess, sit with myself and talk and be like, hey, you, this like self-deprecating voice it needs to fucking go. Um, you know, I thought that it keeps me humble, but really like I was keeping myself from my own potential. And I think that makes absolute sense because while I'm very grateful that a lot of things haven't worked out as as planned or as I wanted, I think it worked out in the best way possible for shaping myself for what's to come. And I know that sounds like cliche or like cookie cutter, whatever you want to call it, like roll your eyes. Okay. I hear you, but I mean, sometimes it's those things that kind of keep us going. Um, and if you don't acknowledge that, then you can't really be present. And that was another difficult thing of mine was just like not mentally being present physically sure mentally just checked out and that's really sad because I think I could have given myself and the people around me so much more had I actually been present um but anyways I feel good I feel great I'm super happy like genuinely like um not sure how long this is gonna last but I think now that Colorado is more in like spring season you know that seasonal depression can mm, kick rocks gosh I hate it I hate her um but yeah that's me I I mean shit I graduate soon I'm about to move um just signed a lease with two friends we just got a really cool house and yeah I just a lot of really cool things in store but I just got to keep at it um so stay tuned lots of things happening and lots of neat things not happening, you know? Um, so yeah, that's just me. Thanks for listening to me rant next week. I'm really excited to just get back into interviews and I think we're just going to call it. All right. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> okay. Peace.